and welcome to episode 44 of Flourish Heavy. You already know what the fuck going on. This episode is brought to you by Lifehouse Tonic and Elixirs, two locations, one in Westfield Century City Mall and one on Sunset BLVD in Los Angeles. Uh, you can also visit lifehousetonics.com. They deliver all across the country. Y'all know I lost like 100 pounds, and it wasn't just from flourishing. It was from ingesting Lifehouse. So check out their products, and uh, I think you'll enjoy yourself. Episode 43 with Andy Haynes. Andy, welcome. What's up, man? Not much, brother. I'm looking at Andy right now. He's a beautiful, single, individual, white, wearing an Air One shirt. Just a great, uh, you know... A great goyim. A great goyim, as, <laughs> as us Jews would say. Uh, we're in Stan Smith's, um, literally one of the most probably uh, funniest and smartest and witty comedians. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate I, that. That's the truth. I paid him to say that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, for people who don't know Andy, uh, I, I would describe Andy as just a really... Uh, smart, uh, you know, uh, it's it's well read, um, knowledgeable, kind individual. So you know, yeah. for for anybody who doesn't know, that yeah, is Andy Haynes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Andy, hilarious comedian, uh, currently living in New York. Yeah, BK you, all day. Used to live in Los Angeles, Andy. Uh, thank you for being here, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's nice to be up here with the view. Yeah, we're up here at at, at the studios at four one six Kent, yeah. aka Uptown George's apartment. Really nice apartment that I couldn't afford, um, but uh, very comfortable place they pays to record. To know people, exactly. <laughs> pays to know people. Pays to know people. Uh, and George is actually my buddy who. Uh, I do the No Kid Hungry event with, which Andy is actually doing on yeah. October 7th. Super excited. Yeah. Very happy to be involved. Um, yeah, it's going to be fucking sick. Uh, we've got, it's at Lavo, which is like this, I wouldn't call it douchey, but um, high-end nightclub, restaurant, uptown New York. Uh, we've got Cypher Sounds. we got um, Shooter Freelander. We have myself, we have Andy, we have Kareen Fisher. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's the third event that we've done annually. Uh, it's for No Kid Hungry. Uh, it's Andy's first time doing it. I'm stoked. Yeah, he's done. He's done my. You did my show last Friday at, at New York Comedy. Club yeah, New and York, murdered New York comedy sh- shows. Yeah, uh, both of them. I think. Have you done more than two? Uh, what New York Comedy Club? The, the yeah. New York Comedy Club shows. Yeah. So heavy. That was the fourth. One that I've done. The two that I've done have been amazing. Yeah. Really, really fun shows. Thank you, bro. Stoked to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, Always grateful for any hot show that any, you know, like I get asked to do a lot of shows that are fine, but -hmm. like when it's like somebody asked me to do a show and it's fun, it's like crazy. Yeah. And it pays too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like that part. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. It's, uh, I'll say this. Um, my partner on heavy sets always like shoots me down when I, well, he doesn't shoot me down, but he's like, heavy sets isn't that like isn't that much of a premier hot show? And I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 it is. Like I've built it over a long time. I think it's like a pretty good one. I mean, I the only thing I don't think people know is that it's how good it is. Exactly. Like the lineups are always crazy strong. The audiences are always packed out. It. 
probably doesn't like I guess it doesn't have the pedigree or whatever that word would be like people just don't know no, how good but, it yeah, is yeah exactly yeah. Uh, but it's uh, every time I do it it's like full of you know fun fucking young people and hot babes and yeah they're great yeah, yeah. The, the two times I don't think I ever did it in LA I think maybe I kicked it at some improv ones yeah but I'm, um I'm 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 sorry that never happened. No, no, it's fine. I just didn't know how good they were. Yeah, and well, next time that you're in town, we'll obviously have you back. Andy was telling me that he runs his own show as well in Brooklyn with. It's actually the first one I'm running it with Dan Davies, uh, October seventeenth at the Hoxton Hotel. Okay, hell room yeah. service comedy, and the lineup's crazy. It's like Aparna Nancherla, PD Diabru. Oh wow! Uh, who's the third guy we just got? We got somebody else. I mean, the lineup's coming together, but I'm stoked. It's uh, October 17th at 8 p.m. It's going to be great. Okay, so if you're in New York, don't be shy. Uh, the venue, too, seems really cool. It's not actually a hotel, but it looks like a hotel lobby. No, that's oh, that's, sorry. that's a different place, oh, but sorry. mine is actually at a hotel lobby. Oh, okay. Because what I love about it is they give me a room the night of the show. Oh, my fucking God. I live like four blocks from it, but I'm still like so stoked to get it's a just, hotel room. Of course, yeah. Everybody likes to be the in a hotel room. One lucky audience member. Gets the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just you, you can jerk off. You can throw things around. You don't have to clean it up. It's like you know, it's nice to be in a hotel room. It's great to jerk off in a hotel room. I think it's it's one of the. As you get older, you realize how great a sacred place to masturbate is. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like when you because they always like make fun of. I feel like a comic trope is like making fun of the way girls jerk off. You know, because it's always like flowers around a bathtub and candles. Candle, incense. Try it out. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's really, yeah, <laughs> you know? I've never done that. Set the scene. Yeah, I've, I, it's always just like, you know, have you ever, do you ever jerk off over FaceTime with a girl? Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. I did yeah. that the other day. It's, I mean, it's honestly, the other day I did it for, the, I f- sent my first dick pic of my whole life. Wow. Because I was very much like, I don't want my dick in the internet. The internet. You know? But this girl who I'm just, you know, crazy about who lives a world away, mm. I was like, yeah, why not? And we were just texting. We weren't even FaceTiming. Just texting, just texting. dirty stuff back and forth. Oh, oh, so so it wasn't unsolicited? No. no okay. No. Okay, good, good, good. I would never send the unsolicited. That was <laughs> <laughs> so wild. I have a crush on a girl and I'm just like, wow. Um, I think I like this girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it was fun. It, it it felt naughty, and it felt like uh, it kind of felt like we'd hooked up. I was like, "Oh, this is I know. cool." Yeah, jerking off over Facetime for anybody who has never done it, it's way better than cheating. Yeah, and it feels way better than just jerking off. Yeah, alone. Yeah, or in I the was, shower. I felt like I I felt young. I felt young again. <laughs> you know, like I was like, this is some real like adolescent <laughs> shit. You know. <laughs> I love it. Well, anybody who out there who hasn't jerked off over FaceTime, don't hold back. Uh, revive your youth. Yeah. Revive your youth. Pay that that data bill. Yeah, you know? pay that data bill. Get, or get on your Wi-Fi and just fucking have at it. Rock it, dude. Rock it. Yeah, take your time. Uh, very interesting. Um, so you're, I guess, not fully single now. No, I I don't have a... I, don't, I mean, I have people that I'm interested in. And I don't... I'm actually not like a big dating guy like i i like to have a a person but mm-hmm. um i went through like a bad breakup yep which I, which you were you, i which i, I, I know a little, yeah. a little bit about yeah and so i was like oh i gotta like take a little break reevaluate because i'm like 37 so i'm not really trying to like mess around too much longer yeah so I like, like to have some children and a little family hell you know? yeah little andy's yeah kind of like i used to be like very much like 
oh, that's like some, for some people. But as I get older, like the idea of like having a home and even though children right now seem so hard. Like I see my friends who have kids or my sister has a kid mm-hmm. and it's like from like ages like one to 12, it's they don't turn off. It's a lot of work. Yeah. you Like maybe like at eight, you can stop like making sure they're alive. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of, I feel, sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, I, like I'm not even, I have friends that I haven't talked to for a long time and it's like they have kids and I'm like, oh yeah, of course. It's yeah. Like, why that's, would that's you where hang you out? Were. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you'd be a really good dad though. Yeah, I think it would give me a little bit of a higher purpose. And I've actually, you've seen that too. Like we know some comics that had mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Some planned on it, some didn't. Mm-hmm. But all of those dudes have like stepped up. I don't really know. I don't know any female comics that have kids. I guess Natasha I know pretty well. The Ru- Ruzo or whatever? Uh, Legero. Oh, Legero, of Her course. And Moshe have it. And, and also too, w- Will Byers just had a kid with um, a female comedian, I feel. Oh yeah, Julio Ru- Ruzi. I was looking at their Instagrams or something. Oh, maybe they're expecting. I know oh, they know. Maybe, oh, maybe, oh, maybe maybe they don't have a kid. I, I don't know. I I, I just. Uh, Anyways, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I've seen it, and it kind of. I think it gives you like a little bit of a higher purpose. I'm not really trying to be like. There was like right when I got divorced, maybe five years ago. I was like, I'm gonna live like an assassin. I'm gonna just be a comic and run around the country and like you know keep my overhead very low. Mm-hmm. Like I kept on just like constantly like selling an apartment's worth of furniture moving somewhere putting stuff in storage moving somewhere and uh now i'm kind of like nah i did that you yeah know? it was fun i've i've like messed around enough you know so at what age did you get married 30 did you think it was it was too too early no i didn't feel like it was too early in the sense of age but it felt too early I think like when I was talking about it, like reevaluating, I've definitely like moved very fast with most of the girls that I dated long term. Yep. Because I just like when you know, you know, well, when you think, you know, you think, you know, <laughs> yes. And also true. I, I'm not like a big, I don't really like pull things apart. You know, like I, like if I like somebody, I don't go like, well, what about the way that they do this? Mm-hmm. Or what about the way they do that? I just expect that kind of mutual um, stuff. And, you know, my marriage wasn't bad until the end. It was just like we weren't we weren't that in love with each other is what I think. And I think when it came down to it and like we'd, you know, done the the shit, it was like, oh, we we were just like really good friends. We had a great time with each other, but like we don't actually want to do this forever. Like we're not crazy about each other. It's 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 interesting because as a man at at thirty three, yeah, I've never been married. I've never really felt like I've been in a relationship where I was like, this really could be the one, mm-hmm. and I want to at least take a shot at it. Yeah, you know, I think it gives you more of a rounded perspective now. Like you have much more of a rounded perspective now going into a marriage or relationship than I guess you did before because you've been through it yeah, in a sense. Yeah, you know? I think that I, I definitely like things that I used to value in a partner are like not, not. things that you should value in a partner. <laughs> you know, like 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 I said, I, on the walk, I was like, I really like a girl that gives, you know, gives me a little shit. Yeah. And I think I always like, when somebody was actually just a mean person, mm. I was like, oh, they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what a great sense of humor this gal has. <laughs> and she's just like, just mean to me, you yeah. know, or, uh, you know, like justifying a lot of, it. 
yeah justifying so much stuff and like really like taking red flags like i'm sober i i can't i can't mess around with that too much and i dated a girl last year who like regularly did yayo oh god you know i can't and and drank like four or five nights a week and it was just like she was drinking in a way that was like you know not she wasn't at bars Mm -hmm. she was at nice restaurants and dinner clubs and hanging out with artists and people like that but in the end it was just like oh like that just isn't gonna work it's just an unstable way to live your life like i I, like even you like and me now i'm just really getting to this point in my life where Mm -hmm. it's like i do not want to go out like i don't i do not party like i don't want to go yeah i want to go to a like a party and i want to sit in the corner in a booth with four friends. Yes. Like, that's the only way I like to do a club now is like, oh, like, we're going to just shoot, like, sit over here and, like, maybe, like, we know a bunch of people there and they'll come and stop by and say hi, but I'm not, like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Or, or just for or for a purpose, for a birthday, for a friend, yeah. for a reason. Like, yeah. for October 7th, Monday night, like, that's for a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, a nice thing to go out for. That's something that I would like to go out for. When people are like, yo, it's Thursday. Are we going out? I'm like, I, I, can't, I just can't. I just don't have the energy for it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky that I I never was a successful drinker. So I, like, kind of lost that. I like to, you know, go out and meet people and have a night. But I would way rather have a night that is six friends eating dinner for three hours. Yeah. That's then going that's, and getting fucked up and out and running around it's yeah just, it's not yeah i mean occasionally like in la like i have oh, a lot sorry. of friends in la that are young little like happening uh brandon kids. wardell yeah brandon wardell and he'll be like oh so and so is doing this at that and i'll be like oh yeah you know like yeah well, i'll pop go. in and then yeah. i'll get there and i'll be like nah yeah you show your face okay this car's like, here i saw it oxcord dj night i'm like i i said hello to who i said hello yeah. to yeah brandon's great too for anybody who doesn't know brandon wardell yeah it's i gotta get him crazy. on my podcast you've done his podcast right yeah, a couple of times. Those guys have been really good to me. I think that, um, like, it's just been such a good benefit to because his fan base is really cool. And I mean, Young. I'm not as I'm not as well versed. Like Brandon is like Brandon is like you know Johnny Mnemonic. Like he was raised by the internet, so he understands it so well. So well. And I I just like I try, but a lot of times it looks like Dad trying to dab. <laughs> you know? No, like, no, no. Your your stories are funny. Your Instagram's good. I'm, I make it work sometimes. Yeah. I'm also just like I'm, not, I'm 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 a shy person. I always feel weird doing stories and I stuff. Know. Um, I feel like an idiot doing it too sometimes, but I'm so shameless about it. It's it's. I have a friend who's here in the city, and she's, like, made her whole career off of social media. Wow. Hundreds of thousands of followers. She's What's like, her account? Miel Broder. She, Miel Monster. She cool. was a big Viner. Oh, okay. But she was just telling me the other night, she was like, you can't do social media wrong if you just do it genuinely. Don't try to do something that you think will make. Just be genuine, that's and a, it'll work. And I, I, I really thought about that, and I was like, you know, that's the only times that I felt dumb about what I did. Was when I, was I like trying. was trying to like I was like oh people will people will love this, um, <laughs> but you know what's weird is like social so, media great advice. Um, I mean honestly, like a lot of my social media is like it's uh, it's like black ops, it's deep state like planting little uh, you know like a girl I have a crush on like. Posting something totally unrelated, but being like just a little bit of a thing in there, like like Inception, you know, and then being like, oh, did they watch it? Did they watch it? Did they watch it? Ah, uh, they watched it. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's it's just such a bizarre. I 
I like to get away from it sometimes, but it's it's pretty fun. It's fun. It's I fun. feel very connected to people all around the world, like that I would, you know. Can you imagine if you had a friend in Australia now? Exactly. Like, or I mean, sorry, twenty years ago, what would you aim with them? Yeah, or, or Skype, I guess. Or, I don't think there was Skype. Exist. Yeah. It didn't exist. I'd have there to probably go. was some kind of video chat, but it was probably so bad. Or like pen palling was a thing. Like you know, you, you pen palling never... Loki is a if you like a girl. And you don't really know her? Pen palling is low-key a move. Oh, writing a girl note is an incredible... Actually, stop. Writing a note (laughs) is a lost art. Like, if you give your friend just a thoughtful... Even if it's just a, hey, man, like, you know, happy birthday... You're a great fucking like and just a joke, just a note, just to write out a fucking note. Yeah, like, I have stationery. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Andy Haynes stationery? No, uh, I just I just went and got stationery at Muji recently. Good for you. Because I was writing letters uh, to a friend that we decided to write letters back and forth. It's fun. And then, but my favorite, my absolute favorite, which is like old school, is hotel stationery. They used to when you go to hotels. They would have stationery on the desk with mm-hmm. the hotels, like everything, the with envelope, the everything. And it was such a cool thing. Like if you go to like letters of note and a lot of those accounts that will show you letters, mm-hmm. like a lot of like the most famous letters, like, you know, George Orwell writing to somebody or Rudyard Kipling or James Baldwin, like half those letters are written on hotel stationery. Wow. And nobody thinks about that. That's so interesting. I'm like, uh, I remember when I'm on my, my, on my bar mitzvah. And I just send out the thank you notes for all the eighteen dollar, yeah, eighteen dollar, yeah, yeah. and fifty four dollar checks. Uh, is eighteen and fifty? Eighteen is the denomination. It's a Jewish denomination. That's why I was saying for my new oh, show yeah, idea, yeah. eighteen. Wait, so is that like across Judaism? Eighteen is a denomination. So I don't actually know where it's completely derived from, but I know that um, eighteen, like if you're going to write a check for someone, it should be a denomination of eighteen. It's a, it's like a. Like if you're doing a gift. Like yes, a, exactly. Yeah. Like, so 18, 36, 54, like whatever, yeah. uh, whatever it is, it should be, you should be able to divide it by 54 and get off uh, and get a whole number. That's dope. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, actually, I'll, I don't know exactly what Man, it means. the Jews are killing it. <laughs> Jews just know what's going on. I think like Jews, from, uh, the, most Jews that I've been surrounded by, I'll say about Jews, are, are really like nice, kind, willing to help type of people that mm-hmm. like want to see people around them or even people that they don't know do well. And something that my, I feel like my grandfather instilled to me because he was just a very... I think it's just like, it's like I think a lot of times like when people are not anti-Semitic in the like, in the sense that they 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 hate Jews for being Jews, but they're like conspiratorial, where yes. they're like, oh, they're all connected and they're controlling things. It's just they're like the most like like efficient, like help each other out. Like, oh, you got you know this guy, his dad is on the admissions board of this thing. We went to Temple together. I'll give him a call. You know, so it's, it's, it was like just a very well done system, and everybody's like. It's a it's a secret, <laughs> and you're like, no, just help just, each other. We're just connecting the dots. Yeah. But I feel like it comes from, it all derives from the the Holocaust in a sense that like once we survived that and we were able to just just to be, mm-hmm. like and and to to gain any type of success, like everybody wanted everyone to do well. Yeah, you know what I mean. The same way how when, I mean, I was I. I, I, I Racism is so systemic and like deep in America, so it's like it's so ingrained in so many things. I don't want to say it's ended by any means, but um, 
I'm sure there was a sense of uh, of that feeling in what was it the after the Civil War, like in the '60s or the '70s, or when when it when when certain when 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 laws were changed, the so civil rights movement? civil rights movement, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm sure, I, I, and and even to this day, Jews, you know, won't stick together, but want other Jews to flourish or want other minorities to flourish. The same way how I'm sure blacks want other blacks to flourish, you know? Yeah, but I think that, um, I don't know. I think that there's like a purity. I don't know. I grew up with a lot of Jewish kids, like, and I was like, you know, I was always impressed with like the importance of family and study and like just sensibility you know like yes common sense yes and like kind of like like it's like almost in the religion like because like when you go and you hear like a rabbi talk or you hear like a yiddish proverb and it'll be like about the torah but it'll be like applicable in this way where it's like yeah don't be a dumbass (laughs) you know what i mean don't be mean don't don't steal don't be a dumbass don't cheat on your wife yeah because she has your kids you know just like sensible stuff and uh, look at Jill, look at Uptown George on his balcony on his 20th floor, He's just flourishing like, apartment on yeah, the phone. Just, just yelling about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, no, it's, Jews are very, uh, very cool. But I will say, like, there are crazy Jews. Like, of course. It's, it, is a, it is a religion. Well, I mean, yeah, like, I, you know, I studied religion in college, and I don't have any stance on israel palestine other than i feel for everybody that gets hurt by any kind of violence but mm-hmm. um you know it's like it's a there's 40 million of you guys of yeah. course there's going to be a couple of oddballs there always is and i'm one of them no i'm just playing <laughs> uh so where where did you go to college i went to like a, a very mediocre state school cool. went to western washington university i went to a college at the college at the university called fairhaven college and it's a design your own major kind of thing. Wow, cool! And it was did just, you graduate? Yeah, clearly you're I extremely just smart. Just studied uh, religion and communications. Cool. Kinda, so it was like design your own. So I just took a bunch of classes, and then I talked to my advisor, and I was like, "What do I need to make this this?" And so, um, you know, like, it took like five years. That's like a, sounds like an awesome program in the sense that when I went to college, I had to choose a major that I hated, and I didn't even know what I wanted. Where'd you to go to college? I went to college at Concordia. And Where I is actually, it? Concordia's in Montreal. It's like oh, a shittier sick. version of McGill. Sick. I dropped out. Um, still uh, flourishing. Still flourishing. Uh, good experience, but... Um, love Montreal. Love, one of the best cities to do comedy. Um, um, I will say this, though. Like, um, I was... Like, I wanted to be, like, an academic. I wanted to be, like, I was going to go to grad school. You're so smart. I, I'm... I'm so, I think it's I just remember a lot of stuff. I don't actually think. <laughs> no, I think I think that um, I, I consider some, like someone someone being smart being someone who has continuously been reading. Oh yeah, for their entire life. I and absorb I like a lot you, of information. I feel like you yeah. you've been continuously absorbing information through literature, um, and you can tell for, through through your through the way that you perform, through the way that you speak, through the way that you think, the way that you think. Like, bro, your bit. Like you're first of all, you got to check out Andy's Instagram, Andy Haynes. I am Andy Haynes, right? Yeah. He, he'll sometimes Andy will post his. First of all, go see him live. Obviously, start, he's starting his new show on the seventeenth at the at the hotel. What's the hotel called? The Hoxton. The Hoxton. But just wa- just listen to his his thoughts. I'm at and the Comedy Cellar a lot. too. Comedy Cellar yeah, too in the city, which is week. which is the best club in the city. Um, he's just got really interesting percept. 
is just a very interesting take on such simple things that people you know that that a normal person wouldn't we could never think of you know yeah like pussy farts <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i don't have a <laughs> that was honestly I, the first stand-up show i ever saw in my life was I, I i didn't even like really know much about stand-up i liked it but i didn't really know a lot about it and i took my dad to see george carlin for like his 50 wow. something birthday well, that's a sweet thing to do it was in burlington vermont and uh that was like what carlin started out with he like walked on stage and he goes well you know nobody talks about pussy farts anymore it was just so such a good way to start a show just to break the crowd down off top and i remember my dad being like and my stepmom being like and then i was like oh relax yeah it was great um that's a cool thing to do for your parents but i didn't it's so weird i just didn't i didn't even know about it then it's weird to think back about that like literally the the first time I realized I could do stand up, I just became a stand up comedian. It was like I, I realized like oh I could do that, and then I went and did it. Good for you. <laughs> I, I I feel like I've I did it, but I didn't. I I wasn't as good at it as like I feel like stand up's just one of those things where like you can always I like anything. You can always get better. You can always learn. You can always. Yeah, it's kind of calligraphy, like the like the Japanese kind, where yeah. they're like constantly perfecting the swoops and things like that, and all you can do is do it over and over and over again. I'm lucky because I just I, I've never stuck with anything other than this, so it's good. It's something that I I've stuck with too. I know you've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah, in December. Good for you. Yeah. Um, and muzzle tough. Um, Thanks, man. And I'm I just hit my 10 mark. Um, but there's but there's been periods in the decade that where it wasn't as consistent. Um, but you know what you have that's like just so valuable is that not only are you like an intelligent, funny person, but you're you. so outgoing. You're like a great host. You have the you have the gift of gab. Like it's True. just like you can just sit there and talk and be entertaining and captivating. Where like I you know I like my brain just checks out like i get bored of myself and all of a sudden just be like what the fuck am i saying i think it's the, i think it's the jew in me i just i just know it know how to talk know how to talk keep it going keep it going Man, here we go that's great <laughs> yeah I, I, I wish you were in that uh adam sandler movie that's coming out I, honest i should have been uncut gems i should have oh, been dude, I, I sell jewelry you. too i could see you in it yeah dude. It'd be I, I beautiful been, yeah it would have been great in that movie uh i'd actually really would love to you know those guys are uh jewish brothers from queens the ones that made it? No. And they're like younger than us. What? Yeah, they're like 30. Oh, wow. The Softy Brothers. Good for them. They're so fucking good. I got to look them up. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't even know about that. Um, one of them is the one, did you see Good Time? The one with No, Robert I Pattinson. haven't. I've been meaning to. It's Seth so Logan. good. It's so gnarly and good. And I've heard just incredible things about yeah, it. Yeah, they're like auteurs already. You know, like they've just made a, a style of filmmaking that is just like undeniably you know i mean adam sandler did their movie that says that's a how lot, good it was you know? yeah I, I need to i need to look them up um i think that it would be a blessing if i i mean not that i'm the ugliest guy but i do have a face for radio you know <laughs> i think you're a good looking man thank you bro i am i actually am good looking i, I think you looking. have a very like like i don't know like i i see you in tel aviv just yes. bronze just <laughs> Just eating with, watermelons, smoking yeah. hashish on the beach with like a post with an ex-Israeli soldier. I think you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, oh man, I dated this ex-Israeli soldier in L.A. and she was, oh my god, I think she's back in Tel Aviv. She was the waitress at the, what the fuck was that place called? The Bright Spot in Ooh. Echo Park, and Ooh. I just, 
went every night, <laughs> just every night. And eventually got <laughs> the digits. And then eventually like she had a boyfriend and the boyfriend was gone. And then we like, we dated for a little bit. She was so mean to me. I loved <laughs> it. I loved Israeli it. girls are so tough. Oh man. I love how you just love girls who are mean. It's, it's yeah. I've dated a couple Israelis and they have all just been, I love it. I love the whininess. I love the just telling me the what neediness. I did wrong immediately. Yeah, uh, the neediness. But I could see you with that. I could see you with some badass Daniela or Rivka <laughs> Ugh, or Rachel. That. Need that. Yeah. Pass the fucking hummus just one time. Heavy fucking jugs. Ugh, just rub <laughs> just some Bubba Ganoush on heavy that. Heavy Jewish boobs. Just use tahini as lube. Make <laughs> 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 it really, yeah. Um, but, but going back, I mean, like, that's like, when I see like somebody with a family, like when I see a man who's just like, like he's not involved, like he doesn't give a shit about fashion and he doesn't give a shit about like being like in perfect shape, but he has like a family and he provides for them. And not that this is like an, a uniquely male trait, but just, I'm, I, you know, that's how I'm conditioned mainly. But like, that's like, I'm like, oh, that, that dude has it figured out. He did it. Yeah. Like when you see a guy on vacation, even if he's like fucking beat. When he like sits down and he like looks out like you know the three kids and the wife and they're just like there, it's like oh that's the fucking they, he shit did it right there yeah yeah I think I think that Andy is gonna find a just a beautiful intelligent kind girl for him and any girls who are listening right now um, when you're done you're calling about uh, any any girls who are listening right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, hit don't, me up. Don't be shy. Yeah, Shoot hit your boy Andy up. Andy will head to the moil if it gets serious. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take you for a bag of Lux and cream cheese. He'll take you for some Brazilian food. Yeah. He'll take we you go for... Anywhere. He'll take you to Joe's for a slice. I'll meet your bubby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll eat cafilta fish for you. That says a lot. In a second. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to Frankel's Deli in Williamsburg? No. Okay, I'm taking you there. I would love to. Um, I love I'm going to take deli. you there for, for a bacon, egg, and cheese. Um... Andy is, you know, one of the funniest, uh, as I said at the beginning, one of the funniest and best comedians working today, uh, currently based in New York. Um, uh, I could talk to Andy probably for, we could literally do a two hour podcast. I would love it, but um, I know we gotta, you gotta hit that dinner. Well, man. no, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, I just want to say this, um, for anybody who, uh, Andy gave two really good pieces of advice. Uh, one was... Obviously, stick with it. And the other one was, um, I don't know, you just gave it. The social media one? Yeah. The be genuine? Yeah, be yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I just think that piece of advice just applies so, so to, to everything in life. And like for us, when we're on stage or when we're trying to make a media post or when we're trying to do whatever, um, I think like being genuine and being yourself mm -hmm. is extremely important. And yeah. on that note, to end this episode, we're going to let Uptown George, a.k.a. George Riccadelli, okay. um, tell a story. So, I'm, Andy, I'm going to let you talk to George now, and I'll, okay. I'll chime in if I need to on George's mic. Okay. But George recently had a girl stay over. Great. And something very interesting happened, and I think you might appreciate the story. George, so, are you willing to talk about this? Okay, wait one second. So, so he, you should use the mic. Yeah, yeah, wait one second. What's up, guys? <laughs> Georgie boy! Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to Heavy about this, and I, I said I would share. 
I, I definitely want to maintain some level of an anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough one. That's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I shared it with with Heavy, and uh, share I'll share it with you as well. Great. I want to know. And, and with the people, they want to hear too. <laughs> so uh, th- there's there's a lot of hair on this one. Okay. Uh, kind of physically. No, no physical hair, thankfully. Even on that, the story. That would have been a way too overwhelming to deal with that, yeah. too. But uh, basically, quite a bit of baggage. Uh, relationship uh, with my sister is a little sticky. Uh-huh. Um, basically, one of my sister's former college roommates uh, okay. was randomly in this group that I was out with. Um, they had a falling out. Okay. And her and I were the... Yeah, exactly. Uh, sister in the fr- sis- my, my sister in the front were the last last two remain. Okay, or my sister. Sorry, I'm here, I'm here coaching Georgie on how to speak here. He's got he's got to tell the people so they can understand it. Don't <laughs> So, uh, anyways, we're the last people standing. We're super drunk, and I end up going home with this girl. Yeah, and going home to her house or your house to my house. Okay. Initially, she was like, "Let's go grab some drinks," and instead of doing that, I proposed going home with her to my place. So we're literally at like where it happened. Right? Okay, the, the scene of the crime. Yeah. The scene of the crime, exactly. But no crimes happened, you guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, the whole time I am feeling guilty yet uh, excited. Yeah. Uh, I think it is always super sexually riveting or exciting when something is naughty or bad. Of course. Yeah. So uh, I was pumped. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course you were were pumped, George. Hell yeah. (laughs) So I'm on my way home and things are starting to get hot and heavy in the in the cab. Uh huh. I like that. A little pre-funk. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we get back here. Things start dialing up another notch. Okay. And, uh, you know, a little bit of grinding. Then then clothes come off. No sex happens, actually. Yeah. However, the next morning I wake up. She left in the middle of the night. I turn over and I look where she was laying and there are shit streaks on the sheets. Wow. <laughs> she, had, she had shit or just had a dirty butt? I think she just had a, a dirty butt. Wow. 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 So- my theory is is that she had to shit like and she realized it when they were about to hook up so she was like I don't want to do this and then like in her f- sleep might have rolled around or farted it a little bit and a little boopy came out dude that is did she has there been any communication since yes but I didn't acknowledge it that's that's nice of you that's good of you yes that's but very I good guess of you here we are now and I'm certainly acknowledging <laughs> I think it's fine. I mean, she, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, we're all we're all human beings. We've all you know we've all made mistakes. You ever check your boxers and you're just like, did I even try to wipe? <laughs> I, I literally today like was walking around and, like felt something like, and I was like, and I just went to the bathroom and just wiped my ass and there was shit in there and I didn't go poo. Like yeah. it was just like, dude, uh, being a man. <laughs> It's a lot of work to keep it, that thing clean, you know? It is, it is a lot of work. We're eating food. We're moving around. It's hot. You it's know? hot. We're walking through fucking, you know, 20,000 steps in New York City. And uh, our bodies are designed to just let it go. Like, we're not supposed to be hanging on to it. No. It's supposed to just fall out as we walk. Exactly. You know? Especially especially with the amount of profile. Or when you're hooking up with George. 
Well, especially with the amount of probiotics that we ingest. Yeah, of course. You know, we're out here just ingesting them. Pumpkin yogurt. Another spot on the life house. Another spot on the life house. Uh, George, thank you so much for telling that story. I think people will appreciate it. Everyone loves when a girl shits in their bed. Um, You wash the sheets, obviously. They've been tossed. They've been tossed. You threw away the sheets. Good man. Uh, All the bedding bedding is in the garbage or was thrown in the garbage. George is a respectable human being. He he does not wash poo sheets. He throws them away. (laughs) Uh, Andy... I can't thank you enough. I hope this will continue on another episode. Yeah, man, I'd love to talk to you guys more. I'm mean, I'm super excited for this week. We got big tings. Big tings, Aguan. You understand? <laughs> See, we we eating food, fam. We're getting peas. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen Top Boy, check that out. Follow I am Andy Haynes on Instagram. Check out his show at Hotel Hoxton, October 17th. Yeah, and just look at my calendar. It's on my website. Same, same thing. Easy to find. Uh, and check him out at The Cellar. Check him out on October 7th at our show at Lavo. Andy, I love you, bro. Thank you. Love Con- you, too. Continue success. Thanks, man. And flourishing. I appreciate it. Okay, I love you. Thanks, man. All right, and Georgie, thank you, too. Okay, one time. Episode 44, I believe, with Andy Haynes. And a quick little poop story from Uptown Georgie, a.k.a. George Riccadelli. <laughs> God bless. Poop, poop, baby, my only lady. You know you drive me crazy.